pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders. I'm back with the Daily Fantasy Fix podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to talk with you about today's slate. Uh, Josh is not here today, so I'm flying solo, but uh, happy to talk about this uh, slate with you guys. Uh, We're going to talk fantasy draft pricing and go game by game. Uh, Fantasy Draft is a great site. You know, it's one of those sites. If you uh, have not played, head over there and deposit. Use our code Grinders, uh, and you know you'll get a nice deposit bonus and whatnot, and you know incentives, tons of stuff like that. Uh, You know, we have a have rerun that promo a lot over here at Roto Grinders, so go check that out. Um, It's in on the Roto Grinders page, and uh, get in some fantasy draft contests. Uh, It's a lot of fun. You don't have to play shortstops, catcher, second baseman. You can play just a bunch of first baseman, third baseman, and outfielders. So it's a great site. Tons of position flexibility. So head on over there and check it out. But again, like I said, we are going to go uh, position by position, or uh, sorry, uh, we are going to go game by game. Normally go position by position, but just mixing it up a little bit here. So let's get started. Uh, To start things off, we have the first game of the day. It is Parker Bridwell and Michael Pineda. I mean, this is a very... uh, very good matchup for the Yankees. It's a nine and a half run total. So there are no complaints about that for the Yankees. I mean, this is a spot. They have a 5.98 run total. I mean, they are just in an absolute smash spot. Perfect spot for them to dominate here against Parker Bridwell. And Parker does not have that great of uh, numbers uh, in the minors. I mean, there he's got a FIP of uh, 6.59 in his career. Uh, there's just tons of numbers that you look at. I mean, they, some of his earlier numbers, right, uh, are, are a little better in, like, 2010 and whatnot, and, you know, as it gets on in the middle, like, 2012, 2013, but, I mean, it, it gets ugly re- as of recently. Uh, so a lot of time spent in the minor leagues and whatnot uh, in AAA and AA. I mean, this is just not a good pitcher, so uh, we are going to want to attack him for sure. And that Yankee game is a good place to, uh, especially in the uh, in the summer. I mean, it's 83 degrees, uh, winds blowing out 14 miles an hour, uh, humidity and dew point aren't super high, but that's okay. All uh, right, uh, it's still going to be a good good hitting environment for the team. Uh, so yeah, these Yankees, I don't want. I want all these bats, even though they've been slumping. Right, I want to get exposure to them. Only problem is. Uh, how am I getting exposure to them when I want to play Chris Sale on the slate? Uh, I don't know if you haven't looked at the slate yet and you're just kind of diving in now. Chris Sale's on the slate, and he's going to be the top pitcher that you want to play pay for. Kind of like yesterday with Clayton Kershaw. I mean, there were some other options, but here it's it's even rougher. And I know Kershaw didn't come through yesterday, but don't want that kind of be recency bias to you. Uh, Sale is going to be the guy that you want on this slate, but yeah, back to the uh, back to looking at the Yankees. Uh, so here's the thing: every single Yankee is above 7.6k or more on fantasy draft, so you're not getting any bargains. Uh, you know, Hicks is 8.7, Judge 10.5, Holiday 8.7. Uh, for me. I'm going to try my best to get exposure to him. Maybe one of the best ways to get exposure is uh, in the lineups, you fade sale, play a ton of Yankees. Uh, that That's a route you could go just to be able to get some exposure to them. But it's going to be tough to get exposure to them when building lineups. So 
uh, do your best when you're doing that and look to, uh, you know, kind of look to uh, maybe find a cheap pitcher to pair with him. Don't pair the cheap pitcher of Parker Bridwell. He is not the guy you want to pair with him uh, in order to get in like, you know, Coors bats or something. Don't do something like that because that's another uh, conversation we will have once we get to that game. But uh, in this game, it's mainly just all the Yankees for me. I don't want any of these Angels. I also don't want Michael Pineda, right? Pineda's been a good pitcher this year, shown some pretty elite numbers. But the problem is the Angels, man, they really just don't strike out. And we, you know, I think a lot of people, like I, I was one of them too. And I normally don't attack the Angels. And the slate just kind of told me to play Pineda in the Angels stadium. And I got no K's. And I, I did it because I knew that the runs probably wouldn't be as bad. You know, he wouldn't give up a ton of home runs uh, with any of the fly balls he gave. And I was just was hoping he, you know, his, his elite K stuff would uh, come through. And it just didn't. And it was in a better ballpark. And he got crushed by the Angels. And I'm, I'm just going to stay away. I don't think it's the right slate for it. I don't think he, the upside is going to be there with the strikeout. So Pineda at, at 20.7K, I'm going to pass on him. But let's head over to the next game, St. Louis Cardinals and Philadelphia Phillies, where I have a ton of interest. Uh, Mike Leak is a guy, 5.2K. Uh, I, I could see playing him if you want. Phillies have tons of K upside. And Mike Leak doesn't really strike out a ton of guys, but I could see him getting Ks in this uh, in this spot. Uh, it makes a ton of sense that it's possible, right? The Phillies are not good, uh, so that's something that we need to look at. But I'm interested, uh, most thing, is in the, uh, the Cardinals offense. Like The Cardinals offense is in an absolute great spot today. Absolutely love that. Against Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, Jeremy Hellickson is a guy who is not not doing that well this year, especially getting hit uh, hit by lefties a lot harder as usual. Like the lefties are going to be guys I really want. Like I want a Matt Carpenter, I want a Dexter Fowler. Those two are going to be guys I really like a lot. Uh, and if you look at the plate IQ, I mean Matt Carpenter uh, looks really good on there. Uh, you know numbers line up and match up. Big fan of him today. Uh, then guys like Steven Piscotti and JJ Erico, those righties like Diaz and even Molina, I'll throw in the mix. Maybe I don't love Molina, but I'll throw him in there. Uh, but more so, the interest is on like Piscotti, JJ Erico, and Diaz. I love them too against Hellickson. Uh, it's uh, it's just a great spot for him. I know Hellickson has been better against righties and giving up way more fly ball rate to lefties, 34.3% fly ball percentage to lefties, and against righties uh, the past two years, 26.8%. But I'm going to change that real quick and go to the last season and see. Yeah, the numbers are up for the last season for fly ball rate uh, for lefties and righties as well. So that's a, And the K percentage is way down to... Uh, which I assume, because Hellickson has been a lot better this year than last year. He was... Uh, Hellickson kind of... Uh, I think he had like a ceiling type season last year. So he's a guy that I want to attack on this slate. Huge run total of 5.31 uh, for the Cardinals. And it's uh, you know been climbing since it opened. So uh, it started under 5 and now it's already at like 5.31. So I- I'm-, I'm loving the Cardinals today. Phillies bats I'm going to pass on. But the Cardinals ones, like I said, the ones I listed before... I'm a big fan of today uh, on fantasy draft. So those guys, you know, and those are guys like those are first baseman, third baseman, and uh, outfielders. And those are all guys I love to play and just pass on the uh, middle infielders and the catchers if I can, unless they're in dream spots. But that's about it for that Cardinals Phillies game. Let's head over to another game, which uh, I'm wondering how much attention it gets after what happened yesterday. Uh, it is the Indians versus the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, wind's going to be blowing out 7 miles an hour, 86 degrees, and we got Josh Tomlin and Chris Tillman on the mound. And man, ooh, Chris Tillman is bad. Uh, he has been 
awful this year like absolutely awful so this is a guy i definitely want to attack right uh this season he's just not been you know not been his former self uh we some people believe that you know he would maybe kind of turn it around and whatnot but he is just struggling immensely and as we saw yesterday right uh Francisco Lindor had his like famous I don't know he either went over six or over seven yesterday I mean the Indians piled up runs yesterday they absolutely dominated in that game and they put up a ton of runs and I'm wondering if a lot of people go back to the well here on them just because of how good they were uh, but the price tags you know that's the problem they're expensive uh, Chris Tillman though he has a Sierra of 5.49 I mean that's guys any guy with a Sierra over five I love to attack I think that's always important uh, but looking at the Indians right like price tags on them you can get them at a decent price some of these guys like Kipnis you can get for 7.8 if you, okay, if you want to play one of those middle infielders Lindor 8.4 Jose Ramirez, 9.6K. Not a lot of people will pay that price tag. And I believe he like he has like he set some record like uh the other day. I don't I can't remember what it was, but like he set a record for extra base hits in like the last 14 days or something like that. Uh so yeah, I mean Jose Ramirez has been absolutely crushing the ball lately. I want him in my Indian stacks and I'll pay that price tag for my Indian stacks. But uh Edwin Carnacion, I mean, this guy's on an absolute heater, just crushing the ball and even like alani chisenhall carlos santana i have interest in those guys too so all those top six are the guys i have the most interest in and i could see sprinkling in a Jan gomes bradley zimmer and austin jackson if you want uh if you need the cheap salary saving to make it work but all these indians are in play against chris tillman this is an absolute great spot uh and I'll, i think a lot of them are going to be cash game options too right like alani chisenhall could be a cash game guy kipnis lindor uh, and I don't know if I'd be playing Jose Ramirez in cash with that huge price tag, but if you have the money and it works, I'm not going to argue into because this guy's on an absolute heater. Uh, and even a guy like E5 too, Edward Encarnacion and Carlos Santana, they're depending on their price tags, uh, they're always uh, they're always considered uh, decent cash game plays. So uh, and even at 9-3, I mean, Edward Encarnacion is popping for me, and this is a great spot to be able to dominate against Chris Tillman because Chris Tillman has struggled against righties uh, this year and lefties. I mean, just everyone. So uh, then we got the uh, the Cleveland side of the ball. We have. Uh, or sorry, the Baltimore side of the ball. We have Josh Tomlin on the mound against uh, the Baltimore Orioles. And, you know, I'm not in love with this spot for the Orioles. Uh, just kind of seems like a spot where the Indians will just dominate Tomlin. Uh, we'll just kind of get the job done and let up some runs. If, if I had to pick, right, like there's some cheap price tags here, like a Manny Machado 7.6 is a ridiculous price tag. Uh, Mark Trumbo 7.6, uh, Seth Smith 7.2. I mean, they're all pretty cheap. I don't know if this is a spot where I'm going to stack, but I wouldn't mind doing like a mini stack of like a Machado Trumbo. But if you believe this offense is going to explode, which they easily could, uh, I would never argue against the Orioles. But I, I think they're going to be a team that's on the outside looking in for me. But where you can get them like for cheap price tags, like a Manny Machado, if you can get Manny Machado cheap and just use him as a one-off, I love that. He's the one guy that I'm probably the biggest fan of uh, buying low on on this team. Heading over to the next game, Reds versus the... Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, yeah, this is a game that I'm not super interested in. Uh, I'll probably just have interest in the righties on the Rays. I'll have interest in like a Steven Souza, who's been crushing the ball lately uh, against the lefty. I'll have interest in him. Uh, a lot of those uh, Rays lefties, I'll probably just pass on against the lefty and Amir Garrett. But again, uh, we know how the Rays are, right? They're a real boom bust offense. So, I mean, if 
if if the Steven Souza and Longoria, if you play them against a against a lefty and they hit him up early, you know some of these lefties like a Corey Dickerson is just a good hitter, and Logan Morrison is uh, he's tied for second in home runs this year. Uh, so yeah, I mean you should put them on your teams even if it's against a lefty because it'll be contrarian, and if they rough them up too, you'll get some bullpen time, which would probably get you some more righties. So that's good. Uh, I could see buying low on Trevor Plouffe. Uh, he's like really really cheap on other sites in fantasy draft i wouldn't really get him on fantasy draft at 6.9 don't love that price tag but i think some other sites there's some interest in like a tim beckham just all these righties that you can throw in there and just be different and if you're playing have to play a catcher Derek norris i mean he he can smash left-handed pitching that's what he's done most of his career uh so this is a guy that i'm going to have interest in for sure so yeah, I mean, all these guys are in play on the Rays lineup. Either stack them up or you don't, in my opinion, just because they're such a boom-bust offense. Uh, looking over at the red side of the ball, uh, we have Alex Cobb on the mound. Uh, I'm not in love with the Reds today. The Reds have a pretty low implied run team total. Uh, I just don't see this. This is a spot where I think I'm just going to completely pass on the entire offense. You know, I can't play every offense. Uh, that's something we cannot do. So I, I just think I'm going to pass here on that. Uh, it just doesn't seem like the right spot to me. So this is a spot where I'm going to pass. The one thing I could see maybe doing maybe is uh, Billy Hamilton, where he's cheap for stolen base upside. Um, Derek Norris is not good at holding guys on. And if you look at, I'm looking at some of the numbers, and it looks like Alex Cobb has gotten a little better at stolen bases. Like he's only given up five this year, um, and in the past he struggled with it. But I still think it's like this guy's elite, Billy Hamilton, right? He's a guy we want to have. It, uh, we want to have in spots where there could be some stolen base upside, and with the catcher being bad, I mean, th- I think this is a good spot. And uh, Billy Hamilton was low on other sites yesterday because of uh cory kluber and maybe he got kept low on some of those other sites but on a fantasy draft 8.8k uh you know i don't mind it too uh it just depends on who else is in that price range and uh, how it fits your construction so don't mind billy hamilton though he'll be batting first on the road pretty much guaranteed five at bats which is always nice let's head over to the next game washington nationals and the miami marlins uh yeah so this is another spot like gio gonzalez uh i heard an interesting uh interesting tidbit today uh so Gio Gonzalez has not given up one home run I believe to the Miami Marlins uh so yeah he hasn't given up one home run to the Miami Marlins so far in his career uh saw that stat I was like that's pretty interesting but uh you know will will it last today don't know I mean the Marlins have been absolutely uh absolutely playing really well right now I believe they're like like the last like 14 home games or 11 and two or something like that they're just playing really 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 fun baseball so like the quotes like they're having a blast they're enjoying it and uh, you know i think that's uh that's always important for your team to be mentally in a good state and that's where they are right now uh gio gonzalez is a guy who can struggle with walks and whatnot and uh i just don't know if this is going to be uh a game i really target much right it's not in a good ballpark for me uh, I think targeting Edison Volquez, if I did anything, is what I would do. Uh, but I just don't see myself paying for these Washington Nationals. Uh, lower implied run total than I would expect against Edison Volquez, but I feel like the park is uh, factored in a little bit. And I just think this is going to be an offense that I'm not really too interested in today just because of the hefty price tags on all these guys, right? Like, I love a Daniel Murphy. I mean, Daniel Murphy's great. Always love him against a righty, so I don't mind him as a one-off. I never like paying Bryce Harper's price tag, but if you have the money, I'm not going to argue against not playing Bryce Harper. 
Uh, and if you have the money to like go with these with this expensive stack, sure. But it's just the one that's probably not going to make the cut for me. And also for you team BVP guys out there, you have Daniel Murphy with a nine for twenty BVP against him. Uh, only two extra base hits, no home runs, but. Uh, who's to say this isn't the day that Daniel Murphy takes him yard? I mean, Daniel Murphy's really good. So if I had to pick one guy in this game, uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Murphy. And I'm also I'm also kind of a Gio Gonzalez fan. Not not today, but just in general. So I I don't know. I don't see this as a spot where I want to target uh, Gio Gonzalez. Just doesn't seem like the uh, doesn't seem like the right move to me. Uh, but you know, Gio he struggled. He's definitely struggled a little bit with some walks uh, more so this year. Uh, more, he struggled less this year than in the past, but, uh, you know, I think my plan with uh, this game is I'm just going to kind of stay away for the most part, maybe play Daniel Murphy as a one-off and uh, try to get by, right? Um, if you can get Gio Gonzalez for a cheap price tag, like on Fantasy Draft, Gio Gonzalez is 8.4K. That's still a little too pricey for me, but if you can get him cheap on other sites, I wouldn't argue against it. I wouldn't mind it. Um, just because the second SP on this uh, slate is not great, and I would play him in tournaments. And just know that there's some risk there. But on to the next game. We have the Giants and Braves in SunTrust, the, the game that really let me down yesterday. I had a lot of Giants. It did not work out so well in my tournaments. Uh, so pretty frustrating. Had them paired up with Kershaw, and even Kershaw didn't deliver. So that was frustrating. But uh, we have pretty low run total here. Uh, against Matt Moore, Matt Moore, I mean, he's a guy that's not really that great. The Braves have a 4.69 run total. Uh, it's a 9.5 run total altogether. And then the Giants are 4.81. So uh, I was I was expecting it to be, you know, at least one of these teams to be over five in this matchup. Uh, but Anyways, looking at the Braves, right? I think they're an offense that if I play, I'm just gonna stack them up. Uh, I'm not really gonna one off anyone. And if I stack them up, right? Like Matt Moore is a guy who can blow up. And if Matt Moore blows up, uh, you know, I want to have some of those lefties, right? I probably want an Ender and Ciarte. Uh, I want a uh, Matt Adams. Like those two guys are lefties. Like I, I'll I could skip Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis is the worst. Uh, but uh, like go like an Inciarte, Brandon Phillips, Matt Kemp, Matt Adams, and like a uh, Tyler Flowers. Uh, I think that's a or even a Dansby Swanson. Wouldn't mind throwing him in. I think that's a great route to go, right? I think that's a way you can get it done against Matt Moore. Don't think that's a terrible way to go. Uh, I mean, Matt Moore is just a guy that I'm willing to attack. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he can give up fly balls against righties. He's given up 38.3% fly balls this year to righties, uh, only 29.9% uh, to lefties. But uh, I, I love going up against guys who give up a bunch of fly balls. Matt Moore is a guy who can do that. So, um, and he also gets a huge park downgrade, right? He's normally pitching in giant in uh, Giants park and the giants park is you know a really uh really good pitchers park and this is a really good hitters park so that's going to help uh help out the braves offense and uh really hurt matt Moore a ton but moving on uh we have the against julio tehran we have the giants offense the, the offense that really let me down I, I might go back to the well on them right like julio tehran struggles with lefties this year he has been awful against lefties and we have some decent lefties in this lineup getting a really nice park shift uh, yeah, you know, like Brandon Belt, uh, Brandon Belt, man, if you did not see yesterday, uh, go to my Twitter timeline at Travis Mango and I, I tweeted out a, uh, a picture of them calling him out when he was clearly safe. It was really ridiculous and dumb. Uh, and then he got like, uh, got unlucky by another um call. I think I saw on Twitter, like someone, uh, someone caught the ball, uh, 
and like I think the the guys on Twitter basically said like there's no reason he caught that ball or whatever. So Brandon Bell got super unlucky yesterday. I'm gonna go back to the well on these lefties. Like I'm gonna go back to the well on Brandon Bell. I'm gonna go back to the well on Denard Span batting first. If Grant Brandon Crawford's batting third again, uh, man, I'm going back to the well too there on a shortstop spot that I don't love. Uh, and these guys on fantasy draft. Uh, I kind of like their price tags, right? 7-2 for Span, 6-8 for Crawford, uh, Brandon Belt, 7-2. I mean, Hunter Pence, 7.6, even Posey, 8K. Like, those are good price tags. I like them a ton. I probably wouldn't pay an 8-8 on a Nunez on Fantasy Draft, but I'm going to go back to the well. Uh, in 2017, Julieta Heron's giving up a 385 Woba to lefties and a 295 Woba to righties. So these lefties are the ones I want. Uh, my favorite guys are Crawford, Span, and Belt. Like those are the guys I want for sure. Those lefties are going to be in my lineup, and even in Joe Panic, we can go back to him too. I think, but be on the lookout for the lineup. They kind of mix up the lineup uh, a lot randomly on the Giants, so just be on the lookout and see who is in the lineup. On to the next game, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates are uh, a they are a underdog, but a slight underdog against Zach Davies. And then the Brewers get to go up against Chad Cool. Uh, Chad Cool is a guy who a lot of uh, people looking at the advanced analytics love to say that he's, you know, he's getting there. He's getting a lot of swing and misses, uh, but he's just having trouble getting the job done in these starts. And I mean, th- this is kind of one of those spots for him to get it done, right? A team that swing and misses a lot, a team that's a, that strikes out the second most in the league. I mean, this should be a guy that we want to attack, right? Uh, it just makes a ton of sense. Uh, so for Chad Cool, uh, I'm just going to attack him with the lefties, right? Um, I'm going to attack him with Sogard, Thames, and Shaw. Uh, the lefties have absolutely been crushing. I'll probably mix in another righty uh, if I'm going to Brewer stack. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the route I would take. Like I would not leave one of these lefties off because they'll probably get the Chad Cool uh, pretty early. But if you're a Chad Cool believer and he's pretty cheap and you think that this is the spot i wouldn't argue i wouldn't argue against it i think you could get away with it uh there's already some negative line movement uh negative line movement for the uh for the brewers their run totals already getting bet down a little bit so that's something that uh something that i think is important at times right it helped me get more on help me help me feel more better about rostering garrett cole yesterday and garrett cole did well you know the uh the run total kept going down and down with the Brewers, and that was something that kind of helped helped me in the decision making process. It wasn't the sole thing, but it helped me uh, make that. But when looking at the matchup, right, there's just tons of K upside. So uh, Chad Cool could have a good game. Like I said, this is one of those spots. It's kind of like Tampa Bay, right? Uh, I like to attack the offense, but I also like to stack it too because of the potential upside that can be there too. But uh, looking at the Pirates side of the ball against Zach Davies, man, Zach Davies, uh, Zach Davies has been a lot better this year. This is a guy I'm not really. Uh, not really loving to target. I like how it's Pittsburgh gets a nice uh, park upgrade. That's something that I'm really happy about, right? I would love to play. Um, but yeah, this is this is just a spot where, um, you know, with Zach Davies, eh, I don't know. I, it's one of those spots I'm, I think I'm just going to stay away from the Pittsburgh side of the offense. Uh, I do like how they get a park upgrade, right? And I can just stack up those lefties. I can go in Adam Frazier, Gregory Polanco, uh, Josh Bell, and Andrew McCutcheon. That's probably the route I would go. I'd go those three lefties and then I'd throw... Andrew McCutcheon in there. McCutcheon had a home run yesterday, and he's a guy who's just been getting unlucky a lot this year. And he's a former MVP. Uh, he's kind of getting older, but he's not old yet, right? He's not. Uh, he's not Albert Pujols old. So uh, he's a guy I like, and I think if I stack him up, those are just the four guys I'll go and uh, call it a day. But not not my not my most favorite game of the slate. But if the if the roof is open in Milwaukee, that's always a plus. So be on the lookout for that. 
Uh, next thing we have is the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Toronto, eh, they are playing against Texas in the uh, the bad blood game. These guys literally hate each other. Like they, you know, Jose Batista had all the revenge last night. I'm sure he's gonna have all the revenge tomorrow. Just hates this team. Wants to show them up every time he's out there. Uh, so yeah, Jose Batista, man, I'm gonna love him again today. And Odor too. Like Odor hates them too. So don't forget, these two guys are just going at it and. The teams hate each other, so these guys really want to win this game. And we have two guys who, uh, we have two pitchers who we want to attack, right? Two guys that are just not good. Uh, you know, it's it's a perfect spot. Uh, the weather's hot. Uh, the hitter should be, the ball should be flying out of the park. Nick Martinez is due for some massive regression. So uh, my favorite side of the offense, if I had to pick on this game, it's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. They are my favorite team to attack uh, on this slate right now. Um, I mean, Nick Martinez is just a guy that we expect expect tons of regression. And uh, Kevin Pillar, Donaldson, the whole lineup is in play for me, right? Uh, the entire lineup I'm going to look at, I'm going to have interest in. Uh, it just makes a ton of sense to do that. Uh, looking at the plate IQ, uh, if I had to pick, right, you're telling me Smoke or Morales, pick one, um, which is tough, right? Uh, it's tough to be able to just pick one of these guys uh, at first base. I'll end up siding with Morales. Uh yeah, um, Smoke hit the homer yesterday, uh, but I think looking at the plate IQ, right, uh, the one zone that Martinez gets hit the hit the worst in the heat map at 10.1%, he throws the most to. Uh, that's where Morales uh, hits it uh, hits it 19.1% uh, with the hardest rate. So, I mean, this is Morales is a guy I think I'm going to have some interest in. This is just this season, small sample. Uh, if I put it to two seasons, um, there's still some similarities there. He's just hitting the ball a lot harder in that specific spot this year, but um oh no whoops it switched over to polar then my bad uh nope still the still the same so yeah morales is the guy i want uh if i had to pick a first baseman but again if you're playing blue jays which i'll probably play a ton of blue jays i like uh i like taking the route of like if i'm playing 10 blue jay stacks uh i'll play maybe uh 60 morales and then uh you know 40 smoke or maybe 80 20 like something like that 70 30 uh so i like to just go overweight on the guy but i also want exposure to smoke as well because i don't want to get burned and just 100 percent of my morales uh gets like a zero and then smoke gets two home runs right that would not be fun so be sure to do that uh the texas side of the ball uh i think they're they're a team that is going to get let me not get overlooked, but against a guy like Liriano, right? He struggles, walks a ton of guys, uh, and if he's walking guys, then he can give up the long ball. I mean, that's something we want to always attack. So I like the Texas side of the ball. Is it maybe more so contrarian sack because everyone's on the Blue Jays side of the ball? Uh, I say contrarian sack when it probably really doesn't matter because it's a 15 game slate. Something to mention, right? Uh, this should not really be something we worry about ownership too much, but. Um, yeah, I think the uh, Texas Rangers are the uh, are an offense I don't mind attacking. Uh, they might have some lower ownership on them, and there's a ton of upside there, just up and down the lineup. I mean, uh, you know, we have guys like Jonathan Lucroy and Napoli towards the bottom of the order, and they are guys that uh, in some of these bad rosters around the league, they'd be the three, four hitter. So uh, yeah, this is a good lineup to attack up and down and just mix and match your favorite guys from the lineup. You don't have to go specifically one through four or something like that with this kind of lineup, with this kind of popping upside that they can have against Liriano. Uh, then we have the next game, uh, the Chicago Cubs uh, against the uh, San Diego Padres. We have Julius Chassin on the mound versus Mike Montgomery. Uh, Chassin, 13.8K. Montgomery, 10.8K. Uh, these are guys that I'm uh, I'm not interested in, and yeah, the hitters, I'm you know the 
I should have interest in them, right? Like, I'm not really interested in the righties against Chassin. Chassin has been better against righties this year. Uh, probably more so the lefties, like Anthony Rezzo, uh, you know, the number one. Uh, since he's been in the cleanup spot, clean spot in the one hole, man, he has been just on fire. So, uh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo I'll have interest in. I'll have interest in, uh, I think Schwarber had an MRI and it was negative. So there's a chance he maybe doesn't play, but. Uh, more so the lefties against Chassin. And then I'd probably like throw in there like a Chris Bryant because, you know, he's good at baseball. Um, and if Contreras is hitting four and he's super cheap on sites and I have to play a catcher, I wouldn't argue against that. But I'm really curious what this run total is going to be just because the wind is blowing in eight miles an hour. So um, with the wind blowing in, it might be one of those spots where I'm not interested in a ton. If I had to pick, it's like Anthony Rizzo I'll be interested in. And then looking at the other side of the ball with the Padres uh, against Mike Montgomery, we have... Jose Perella is a guy, he's, he's super cheap still at second base, and you can play him, I would say play him in this spot, uh, the guy's been mashing the ball, this offense has been so much better with him batting first, uh, you can go a Hunter Renfro who crushes lefties, a Will Myers who can crush lefties, Solarte who's been crushing the ball too, um, I think you could do it, but again with the wind blowing in, like run total is just going to be too low for me, this is one of those games I'm going to stay away from, but I understand uh, with the lefty and Mike Montgomery and the way this Padres offense has been hitting. But again, I kind of see one of those games where it's just a a 3-2 type game, kind of like yesterday, pretty low scoring game. One of those you just stay away from on the slate. But, you know, I made the case for them against, uh, you know, against the each handedness. But like I said, if I have to pick one guy in this game, I'm going to play it. It'll be Anthony Rizzo. But I don't see them making the cut for me uh, when I keep thinking about it more and more, especially with the wind blowing in without this total up. I'm sure it's not going to be like, you know, above five or anything crazy. Next, next, uh, next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Twins against the Chicago White Sox against Derek Holland. Derek Holland is a guy who is, uh, he's, he's definitely a part of the gas can fan club uh, nowadays. And uh, with a lefty, right? Uh, who do we want to play? We want Brian Dozier. We want Miguel Sano. Those are two guys I'm going to want a ton of exposure to against the lefty. And uh, I love stacking him up then. You know, get a Kenny Vargas against the lefty. He's a lot better from the right side of the plate. So uh, Derek Holland is a guy I want to attack. Even throwing a Robbie Grossman, Eduardo Escobar. Don't mind them as well, too. So yeah, this is a spot I have a ton of interest in. These Minnesota Twins batting towards the top of the order, I think it's a great spot for them. I'll have a ton of exposure to them, I think, today on this slate, uh, as long as I can fit them in. It just might be tough with Chris Sale. Depends on how much Chris Sale I have. Then we head over to the White Sox side of the ball, and uh, Irvin Santana, uh, all the advanced numbers, right? It's not going to last. It's bad if uh, it's just he's going to get crushed here soon. Uh, it's pretty much coming any, any day now, and uh, the White Sox are a team that, they're not going to go, they're going to go under own, right? Like no one's going to play them. They don't play them a ton. Uh, and I think this is a spot to get a contrarian stack where it's going to be under 5%. Like no one's going to play these, like a Jose Abreu, a Todd Frazier. Look at these price tags, right? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Cause like maybe it'll be one of those offenses that's cheap that gains some traction throughout the day. And if the Vegas line total moves up maybe, but it's a pretty low total right now, 4.12. But, uh, I, I don't think it'll move a crazy ton where it will get people on them. But Think about this, right? On fantasy draft, 6.6K, Tim Anderson, Melky Cabrera, 7.8, Jose Abreu, 7.6, Avisel Garcia, 7.6, Todd Frazier, 6.8. Uh, those are all pretty doable price tags to be able to get in sale. I could see, you know, going that route, maybe rocking a White Sox stack with Chris Sale. Don't think that's a bad route to go. Irvin Santana is due for some uh, for some really bad regression, and he probably will get crushed, and this is a spot I want to attack. So, uh 
Chicago White Sox, I'll probably just have uh, be I'll probably just be more so uh, more so overweight on them if I can. Not many people will have them. I'm not saying let's go all in and push our chips on them, but I'm saying I'm down to go overweight. You know, if they're going to be a five, a two to five percent owned stack, uh, I want ten percent of them, maybe seven, just so I can get a get overweight on the field uh, if they do do well against Santana, but not too overweight where it burns me for the night. Moving on to the next game, we have uh, Chris Sale versus Matthew Schramm. I mean, this is going to be a spot where we we just fire up Chris Sale for 25.6K on one pitcher sites, on two pitcher sites, uh, in cash games and tournaments. Uh, not saying go 100% Chris Sale in tournaments, but uh, you know he's the cash game guy. He's the guy you want on this slate. So yeah, Chris Sale is is the top play. It's pretty simple. I don't know if I have to talk into it too much. I get it. You might say, hey. Hey Travis, the uh, the Royals don't strike out a ton. Their offense has been a lot better this year uh, as of recently. They fixed the lineup. Yes, you're right about a lot of that. But uh, Chris Sale's elite. He's a guy that gets tons of strikeouts, right? Uh, he's a guy that can blow up by anyone. Uh, he's kind of, you know, as we like to say in the NBA, he's matchup proof. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm playing Chris Sale. I'm not that worried. Uh, it's a uh, it's also a good park upgrade for him, right? Uh, pitching in Kansas City, so that's good. Run totals at 3.51 for the Royals. I expect that to dip down throughout the day and get lower and lower and of course i always love seeing that with my pitcher and uh that'll be you know that'll be that um i'm not playing this boston red sox offense i'm sick of it uh it's getting annoying uh i've been annoyed with it i think i got annoyed last week was like kind of when i was like uh this is kind of the final straw i'll wait until it's like a dream spot maybe uh but again when there's a dream spot then they're, they're really chalky and then that can hurt too uh yeah they'll be on their own here against strom uh, but ballpark's not the greatest it's an okay ballpark and i'm just going to stay away like sure if you want to play a couple like a guy's a one-off you want to play mookie bets as a one-off sure um, i won't be chasing any xander bogarts that price tag in 9k is ridiculous for him especially for a shortstop when i could just play way better first baseman for expensive and third baseman that just have tons of more upside uh so yeah i think uh maybe i do like a mookie bets or a handley as a one-off if you want uh but no like i'm not doing this today uh i could see maybe playing chris young if he gets a good lineup spot in cash games if he's super cheap against the lefty right that makes some sense just because he's like a nice salary saver and can help make the whole roster work but that's it like i'm i'm trying to avoid the red sox as much as possible right now they are just very very frustrating moving on to the next game Coors field uh so yeah i really haven't made a decision of what i'm going to do with Coors field uh i, I think i think i want to play it because if i hear throughout the day that not a lot of people are going to be playing cores i'm going to play it then right i want to be overweight on the field and that's kind of the route i'm going to go there's not a lot of offenses i feel like i love on this slate i think so far for me um the ones i've mentioned are the cardinals i like a lot um well there's the cardinals there's cleveland there's toronto and then there's the twins those are like the four i like um and then i'll maybe mix in some cores there too uh, don't know for sure, but like I said, uh, it's one of those things I'm just kind of evaluating, and I always, you know, things change throughout the day. But uh, done with the rambling here. But yeah, it's back to cores, right? I think it's one of those things I'm going to wait. If, if I hear no one's playing them, I want to be overweight on the field. If I can find out they're going to be super low owned, because there's two decent pitchers on the mound, right? Zach Granke and Jeremy Marquez. They are. They have been very good this year. So these are guys that. 
uh, I don't think everyone's going to want to attack and they might just say, oh, I'm having trouble getting sale and cores. It's too difficult. I'm just going to pass on cores and play sale and just move on, right? Uh, that would make a ton of sense. And if that's the case, uh, you know, I definitely want to try and get some exposure to it. Like, Granky has been great this year. He's got a 22.7 K percentage against righties, 23.7 K percentage against lefties. Uh, He's inducing a lot of ground balls, which is great. Not a ton of fly balls, which is great for cores. I mean, Granky has been really good this year, and uh, he's a guy... Uh, I would not mind playing if you ha- if you can find him for a cheap price tag as an SP2. I would not mind that. Like, there's not a lot a lot of SPs I love on this slate uh, for an SP2. So, uh, if you could get him cheap, like six eight on fantasy draft, um, yeah, uh, that's a nice price tag. So, I might I might be interested in it. it just depends uh, depends basically on what what fits with the bats, right? So, anyways. On the German Marquez now. Uh, so German Marquez, oh yeah, and if I'm attacking uh, Granky, right, it's going to probably be with the elite players. It'll be with a Charlie Blackman, uh, an Arenado, a Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, I, like I said, I like both sides. I think you could play Granky. I think you could stack up Colorado because it's cores. It's pretty simple, but I would stack them up with a lot of the elite hitters and whatnot. And I, one of the bonuses too is if they rough up Cranky, um, which is like a you know I'm obviously if I'm stacking up the Rockies, uh, you know I want them to rough up Cranky. If they do, you get that Arizona bullpen, so that's a plus, right? So there's some there's some it's one of those games where both sides of the ball can be appealing uh, for good reasons, right? So. But looking at German Marquez, I mean, this guy has been very good this year, too. Uh, giving up a 28% fly ball percentage to righties, 20.8% to lefties, ground balls above 40% against righties, and above 50 against lefties. I mean, he has been absolutely great. Uh, walks have been pretty low, 4.3% walk percentage to righties, 6.4% to lefties, and then the K percentage, 8.4% to righties, and 20.8% against lefties. I mean... If you look at the numbers, I mean, he's been better against lefties than righties, and uh, those those the one one thing about Arizona we're always scared about are those lefties, the Peralta and uh, the Lamb. I mean, Goldschmidt, of course, we're worried about, right? But uh, it's a righty righty spot. But Goldschmidt can, uh, you know, Paul Goldschmidt. I like to call him Paul Goatschmidt because he's just so good. He can crush righties, he can crush lefties. But normally, when we're worried about a righty against uh, them, right, we're worried because those lefties are elite against righties. So uh, I don't know. It just seems like a spot where it's. I would like to avoid, but if I'm going to play Arizona, like I said, if I know Arizona is going to be super low owned, I want to just get a little overweight on them than the field because, hey, it's course field. Uh, and the run total is still high, right? Uh, and it's high because it's course field 5.57 for the Rockies, 5.43 for the Diamondbacks. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a spot I play German Marquez, right? If he's cheap, right? On some sites, just kind of depends. I could see him being cheap. He's 12K on Fantasy Draft. You can make an argument for that uh, for t- the guys who are team home road splits against Arizona. Like you can argue, oh, you know they're on the road, they're terrible on the road. Uh, so I could get that, but it's gonna be hot in course, man, 90 degrees. Uh, but again, I think it's like you could play both sides of the ball. Uh, I know I'm not like taking a huge stand here, um, but it's something I'm gonna have to wait and see throughout the day what the ownership shapes out on. Uh, if it becomes the number one chalk pl- spot, uh, I'll probably stay away and may so may so look at pitching. But if it goes overlooked, uh, I'll more so want to be on the bats so uh yeah uh just that's kind of how i feel about cores i know it's not the best answer and i'm sorry about that if you want to ask for my opinion later on throughout the day uh give me a follow at travis mangone uh it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e and 
I'm, I'm happy to give you and tell you guys what I'm doing. Uh, just tell you where my thoughts are. But, you know, it gets kind of... It's one of those things where in tournaments, I'm always looking at ownership and whatnot. But of course, in cash games, uh, if you can get them for cheap price tags, of course, I want these corpse bats in cash games. I would love to get some exposure to them. Yeah, just just the, the price tags are expensive, right? Uh, on fantasy drafts, I mean, all these guys are super expensive and they're going to be tough to fit with Chris Sale. So that's another reason why I could see them going overlooked. But uh, moving on, we have three games left. So uh, I'll try and move through them quickly here. We have Sunny Gray against the uh, Houston Astros. It's a nine-run total, uh, 4.56 run total for the Astros, 4.4 for the A's. And we have Francis Martes on the mound on the opposite end. Yeah, this is a game, uh, it's one of those that I look at, I'm like, can I just pretend it's not on the slate? I normally like uh, Sunny Gray. I've been team Sunny Gray this year, right? He's been really good. Uh, but this is an offense I don't attack. Like, I'm not attacking Houston, one of the best offenses in the league. It does not make a ton of sense. I don't think it's the right route to go. So I'm I'm just going to kind of pretend this game's not on the slate and move on. Uh, it's just something I don't want to do. If you can get this Francis Marte guy for literally nothing and pair him with Chris Sale, like on Fantasy Draft, Francis Marte is, Marte's is 11.4. I mean, that's a cheap tag. Um, uh, I don't know. I'd probably rather just go Chad Cool for 9-3 on Fantasy Draft and pairing with uh, Sale and hope he just gets some strikeouts against Milwaukee, right? I'd probably rather do that uh, if you made me pick uh, in tournaments. But yeah, um, this is just a game it looks like I'm just going to stay away, kind of say, hey, hopefully nothing happens in this game that really can burn me and I will move on. Uh, so moving on to the next game, uh, we will go to the Dodgers and the Mets. Uh, we have Brandon McCarthy on the mound against Robert Jeselman. Mets have a pretty low run total at 3.58. Um, I think I'm going to have some interest in Brandon McCarthy at 12.8K. I like him as an SB2 against the Mets. Uh, McCarthy has been uh, pretty good this year. Um, you know, he's not he's not lighting the world on fire or anything, or, but... I think I should have. I think we should have some interest in him, right? Uh, against righties, twenty-four point seven K percentage, twenty-point four percent against lefties. Problem is the walks, right? Ten point six against uh, lefties, nine against lefties. That that's definitely concerning, right? Um, but the Mets, Mets are not hitting the ball well right now. I mean, yeah, Jose Reyes hit two home runs yesterday, a fluke. I mean, they hit Kershaw up a little bit, but the Mets are just not that great of an offense. Uh, they, they can, they can hit home runs, right? They can hit them in bunches, but they can strike out with the best of them. So, uh, Brandon McCarthy, he's got a, he's a guy, I think I'm going to play at that price tag. It's just a super cheap tag in a good spot. That's, that's offense is just not the best right now. So uh, that, that's my thoughts on this. I think it's just going to be Brandon McCarthy and I move on. Uh, and then we look at the uh, we look at the um, the Dodger side of the ball. We get Robert Jeselman. Jeselman's more of a bullpen guy, not that great. Uh, I'll play a lot of these lefties, right? I'm gonna play an Utley, a Seager, Turner, Bellinger. I kind of like I said it yesterday on the podcast. I said if I'm playing the Dodgers, I'm just gonna stack them up and move on. I'm not really gonna one off anyone. Um, doesn't seem like the spots for me to do that. Uh, I just kind of stack them up. So if they make the cut for me, which I can see them making the cut, they didn't make it yesterday, and I was really upset about that. Uh, stinking too many giants. Uh, but 
Again, uh, this is a team, I, if you want to stack them up, I'm not going to argue it. 4.92 run total. Uh, it'll be 76 degrees out there. Wind blowing out a little bit, but only uh, four miles an hour. But uh, 76 degrees is one of those temperatures where, uh, you know, once it gets, starts getting hotter in Los Angeles, uh, and it's just like a nugget to take with you for the road, right? When it gets hotter in Los Angeles, uh, the ball starts to fly a lot more here in the summer. So be on the lookout for that. And that was, you know, 78 degrees there yesterday, and the ball was flying, right? Like, uh, Jose Reyes hit two home runs against Clayton Kershaw. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is a spot, you know, the ball can fly out of here in the summer and just be on the lookout here uh, in uh, late June and early July where people are not on that train, where they're not, you know, realizing the ball can fly out of here. So, uh, you know, I, I might try and make sure to definitely get in a Dodger stack so I don't forget like yesterday and feel like I got burned uh, just for the reasons I mentioned uh, before. Last game on the slate, uh, Detroit Tigers and the Seattle Mariners. So I'm very... This is a game looking at, you're like, yeah, I really want to attack this game. At least you would think from uh, from here in the pitchers, you'd be like, Jordan Zimmerman gets crushed by uh, gets crushed by uh, righties this year. He's just been awful. Hey, we want to attack this, right? But the run total, right? I'm very worried, right? It was a nine, open as a 9.5 run total, and now it's at 9, and I don't understand. My only explanation is the ballpark, right? Um, the ballpark is just not good for hitters. It's really bad. So I know this is like a, this is lame, but I'm probably just going to fade this game and hope that other people do too. But again, it's one of those, it's one of those games that the lineups are going to come out late because it's a late game. So we're going to get low ownership on the game. Um, and the run totals aren't above five. So that's another thing that's, uh, you know, if the run totals were way above five, a lot of people would be on them for each team. They'd have interest, but um and it's a lefty right Aaron Miranda against all those righties so I think maybe what I'll do is I'll make one game stack just in case the game goes nuts because both these guys are gas cans so maybe I'll just make one game stack just so I have exposure to it all on one team and then that's about it uh I want to get exposure to these teams, right? I like playing the Tigers and I like playing Seattle, but this ballpark is terrible. Uh, It's just, and with the run total going down and just falling, that has me concerned. So uh, my thought about this is I'm just going to kind of stay away from this game as much as I can. I'll probably play one game stack of it. Uh, I was kind of playing with it um, before and it's, I was able to make a game stack I like. So uh, I think, I think that's one thing I will, I will end up doing. So, but that's about it for me. Uh, I'm going to head out of here. I'll be back tomorrow, though. I'll be back with Josh. We'll be talking about this uh, tomorrow's slate. I'm sure it'll be another 15-game uh, slate, another fun one. But before we go, right, let me give you the stack of the day if I had to pick one stack that I have the most interest in. Uh, which one would it be, right? Um, there's a ton I talked about, right? I talked about the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Indians. Talked about the Blue Jays, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, if I have to pick one... Uh, Stack of the day for me, uh, hmm. I know, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, right? I think they're a team that could go overlooked compared to some of the other ones. There's a lot of teams that uh, people might have some more interest in, and I kind of like the Cardinals price tags throughout the industry, right? Uh, I like a Jed Jericho 7-6 on Fantasy Draft. Piscotti only 7.8K. Fowler and carpenter though 8.8 and 9.2 those are expensive but that can make them contrarian too but i i like their price tags a little bit throughout the industry have some interest uh, might be able to fit and sale with them too so that'll be something i try to pull off and see if i can make happen so uh again i think the cardinals are going to be my stack of the day against jeremy helix and i like them a lot but thanks a lot for joining guys really appreciated it um 
But yeah, Josh and I will be back tomorrow talking about the slate. Uh, And thanks for coming in, listening to the Fantasy Fix podcast, and uh, hop in some fantasy draft games and have a great day. See ya. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.